Okay, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Mother and Crone. Unfortunately, Mother is still out with that back issue. She's supposed to get her injections this month, so let's keep our fingers crossed for December being a good time. I hope to have Melinda back here by at least January. Um, in the meantime, I'm still, you know, digging for my guest hosts. And again, Jason has been very accommodating and coming on the show again. Jason, welcome back. I so appreciate you spending this time with us. Oh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Because that's so nicely, and you know, I had to threaten to get get people on here. It's really oh, yeah. tough. It's a weekly show, so we really go out there. I just want to shout out to um, Midnight Margaritas. Uh, they had us on their show. We played it on our system uh, about two weeks ago. Um, Jay and David was a wonderful show. If you get a chance, go back and look at it on YouTube. We had a great time with them. Um, they are loyal fans. In fact, the reason they said they started their show was because they saw our show and thought, wow, if they can do it, we can do it too. So I hope everybody who has a dream out there of doing something like this, get online, get it done. I mean, it's, it's, it can be, you know, tiring at times, but when you get on it and you have someone like uh, Jay and Dave come up and say, hey, we saw your show. We loved it. We just wanted to do our turn on it. And that is wonderful inspiration for us. It keeps us on each week. So again, thank you for Midnight Margaritas. Look for them on YouTube. Um, they do a wonderful, wonderful show. And we had such a great time being on it. And they will be back. They promised us in the future. So we're very, very excited about that. So, Jason, what is in our mugs tonight? We have Violet. Or pansies or... Lots of honey. And lots of honey. More honey than violet, but that's a whole other. Violets are interesting. Um, growing up, they've got many, many names. Johnny Jump Ups. I mean, you call them anything. It's the little purple flowers you see come around in the north. It's usually around springtime. You start seeing these little purple things come out of the ground. Um, I never knew that they were worth anything, but come to find out, yeah, they got some really good uses. And um, I was very surprised to find out how good they actually were, um, especially this time of year. Now, of course, you can't get fresh violets this time of year. It's too late in the year, but you can order them online at different um, growers. But just whenever you, and I always give this out, whenever you order any kind of herbs or spices in general, from different new age stores or from the warehouses, let them know that what you're going to do with it. If it's for a spell, it's, it's really no big deal because nobody's ingesting it. If you're going to use it for medicinal purposes or ingesting it as a tea, please let them know so they can tell you whether or not their stuff can be ingested. Um, it depends on the harvest. It depends on if it's been sprayed by bug spray and you know all that kind of craziness and how long they've had it. So just always let Whoever you order from know that, yep, I'm going to make a, an herbal tea with this. And they will they will actually walk you through the process. And they're really good about it. Um, I order a lot of my stuff from Azure Green. That's just because I order from Azure Green. At one time, there weren't, what, two new age stores around. So they were the ones to order from. And I've always called that order in if I'm going to make a, an herb. And I literally pick up the phone and call them and talk to somebody in the warehouse and they walk you through it. So they know if I'm doing this, if it's 
for magical purposes, it really doesn't make a big difference. But for medicinal, remember, you're taking it into your body. And um, if it's not good to be taken into your body, your body's going to let you know. It's not going to be very happy. So sweet, they call them sweet violets or violets. One's a wild flower, one is not. So, but there's really no, uh, there's a, a botanical difference, but there's really no difference when you're doing herbs and stuff like that. They, they both work out the same. So what did you find out about this wonderful herb? Well, I I read there's not been a lot of research on it, but they do say it is used for, uh, can help with inflammation. Um, stress it can help with you know relaxation insomnia that type of thing but like i said there's not been a lot of research done on it and you know what's true is they're just now and this is funny we're in the what century um they're finally trying to figure out some of the old ancient herbal recipes for things and they really are working so the scientists are getting all excited the stuff we've known for well, years part of that is if you can find it in nature you can't patent it he, you mean that means there would be no bunches of money made? Yeah. Ooh, don't say that out loud too loud. Um, and violets are good for um, any respiratory tract issue you have. Believe it or not, they're an antioxidant. 90% of your herbs are antioxidants because they're grown in nature. And in nature, antioxidants are a norm. So we don't think about it, blueberries, pomegranates, all those kinds of things. They all have antioxidant properties, but a lot of people don't know, don't think about it. Oh yeah, only blueberries, no. There's a list this long of all the good stuff that has oh, antioxidants in it. Especially around this time frame because pomegranates are very popular. I mean, and you can find them in stores. I mean, yeah. The better half is eating one in the other room right now. Oh, I'm envious. I love my pomegranates. Now, up north, I could only get them this time of year. Down here in the south, they're year-round. Right. Well, like I said, up here, the only time you can get it is right around this time. And, yeah. It was such a treat this time of year. I mean, they are expensive, but, you know, it's like... Well, they're, they're, they're comparable to any other, any fruit. I mean, this time well, but, I mean... You know, if you're the only one that eats them, it's like, oh, I don't know if I could spend $2 on this. Yes, I can. Mm. But, I mean, it, it's no, like I said, the oranges and, well, apples are kind of cheap this time of year because, you know, they just harvested them, but, or harvesting them. Yeah, the, um, the violets are pretty little purple things. Um, and actually, they're really good for um, also treating skin diseases like eczema. You can actually make a salve with them and put them on your eczema. Uh, I also, for wound care, I mean... Right, it's along the same lines. It's a healing um, on there. Um, minor joints, pain in your joints, rheumatism, arthritis, you know, which your grandmother used to complain about when the when the rain came in. Um, and believe it or not, they're good for headaches. You know, I mean, that's something to think about. Um, and it's got in here tuberculosis. <laughs> the last time we've been treating any TB with anything herbal, but that's a thought. Um, or consumption, depending time, on how you, you want to call it. Yeah, well, most of the time it, it's they've got them listed for um, coughs and colds, and you know, mixing it with honey 
And I always put these in with elderberries because elderberries is really good for that. So if you took the elderberries and the violets and brewed a tea and put a lot, a lot of honey in it, a lot of honey, um, it really makes something that's drinkable. Uh, again, violets have a taste to them. So if you're making it with a tea, um, if you're not fond of that flavor, like an elderberry is a very strong flavor. Um, I tend to use the black teas with those because that's a stronger tasting tea and sometimes it'll cancel out the the taste of the herb yeah. um you know i know it's terrible i'm just not into earthy kinds of taste so i, I tend to want to to cover it now as far as magical properties now this is when it doesn't matter when you harvest or you know unless you're doing it for magical purposes under the full moon whatever um it doesn't matter how long you've had the, the actual herb. But um, actually the name for it, and it's funny because um, they, uh, for luck and fortune, and you mix with lavender, they're powerful love stimulant and also arousal for lust. I'm saying go for it. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying uh, it has ties to Aphrodite? Yeah, it's in I'm enjoying this one. Um, and it's also the ancient Greeks wore the violet to calm tempers and induce sleep. So, you know, this month we've been talking about stress relievers. So um, anything that will cause you to sleep or good for rest or good for insomnia tends to de-stress you yes. Um, yes. in a small quantity. And I can't really stress enough this time of year to de-stress because this is this is family. And like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, family is that word that's used as a noun an adverb and a verb. And a, uh, it's a word that people just go, Oh God, family. Well, I mean, not necessarily family stresses. I mean, you also have work stresses and things like that. Cause now you're dealing with ho uh, holidays. So your time frame for getting projects and things done kind of shortens and your can cause stress. I mean, yeah, very true. And especially with like this week, um, Thanksgiving, um, most places are closed Thursday, obviously. And Walmart closed on Thursday. Heart attack. So it's Target. Um, yeah, a lot of the major chains are, are people. People are protesting. I mean, come yeah. on. Thanksgiving is supposed to be a day where everybody's home. With and, family. You know, it's and family. Yeah. I can remember when I was much younger in my 20s, there was no store open on Thanksgiving. Nothing, not even gas stations were open. So you basically got to wherever you were at, you were stuck there for the day because you could not get out there. Nothing was open. Unless you planned ahead. Um, yeah, and um, it was crazy because everybody just went to their family and you did a family thing. And then Friday, everything opened back up. A lot of places like, um my boss actually talked to me he's out this week and he said what you look at friday if there's nothing going on friday shut the shop down so i looked at the calendar talked to all the managers all the managers said nope we're not doing nothing." i said great we're shutting down friday so we've got a four-day weekend and i'm i'm thankful so thankful for that um but in the ancient greek world i mean it was used as a de-stressor. So when you've got, and you're right, your job, and especially people 
um, with all the supply chain shortages and you can only buy two or three things at the grocery store for Thanksgiving. They were limiting you. Yes. Have you experienced that up there? Yes. Same thing. Okay. Cause I, I went to the store the weekend before Thanksgiving and I bought the turkey the, and I the, bought the vegetables. A lot of the vegetables were like two, two, two only, you know, type thing. Really? Because um here I, i'm in florida y'all know that i got my turkey i bought the they told me that cranberry sauce was going to be okay i cannot eat turkey without cranberry sauce let me just explain that it's an addiction so i bought my two cans of, of ocean spray mm -hmm. and i didn't know they had limited it to two cans and i was like really like seriously i can't buy three and they're like no you can buy two and my understanding is a lot of people were trying to, I guess, if you have enough room, you buy now and for Christmas, you know, yeah. if you, if you have the availability to do that. And evidently there was an issue with that because they were saying that you could only buy two, um, pie tins, uh, graham cracker pie tins to make, no, I we guess. Don't, we don't limit them on them here, but. They limited us and they limited us on cream cheese. We only buy two. That's not that's not much of a pie. Uh, no, it's not. I was like, wait a minute, guy. But see, I didn't know that. I went blindly into the store normally. Um, you know, I grabbed the turkey, I grabbed the stuffing I, or dressing, whatever you want to call it, and I grabbed, the, you know, my cranberry sauce, and that's all I need. Right. Literally, that is all I need. And I get home, and my roommate's saying, oh, well, good, I'm glad you got that, because I couldn't get this, and I couldn't get that. And she actually went to the store today to pick up bread. I mean, bread and eggs. I mean, come on, really? And she saw they had everything marked limited. You can only buy this. And, all. and here it's Publix and Winn-Dixie are the two big chains, along with Walmart. Right. But, yeah, they were limiting everything. I was like, oh. So can yeah. you imagine the stress if you've got – we don't have if you if if you have the family getting together and you know you're trying to cook this let's say green bean casserole and you can only get two that's not that's going to do a small one it's not going to do one of the the big... that might feed what three people <laughs> if you're lucky yeah. <laughs> if you're... No, seriously i love yeah. the string bean casserole are you kidding i can eat one yeah. by myself um <laughs> maybe I'm I'm in shock and I'm also um wondering and, and I'm not you know, a lot of people have this is the, the most traveled day of the year. This is when most of the family meets together in America and you're being told one or two of whatever you're purchasing. They even had a limit on I don't I don't do marshmallows in my sweet potatoes, okay? I know I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna get killed for this one, but I don't. But they were limiting a marshmallow in the store. How many you could buy? And I'm like, seriously? I've never, I have never ever in my life experienced this. This is like unbelievable. But welcome to America in 2021. Um, and along and with part, part of this is still fallout from COVID. Oh, it definitely is. Uh, what people don't understand, 
I work for a company that ships internationally. So I see the world in a, a much uh, smaller microscope than most people do because I ship from at least 22 foreign countries. So I'm dealing in all these foreign countries. So I get to see what shipping is like, what backlogs are. And there was actually a container shortage. Yes. Where we couldn't get containers. So we couldn't ship because what they were doing is stacking the containers and waiting till a ship came in to load them all up. Well, with COVID, a lot of factories had cut back. So they were only producing half of what they normally do. So your containers are sitting there for two or three weeks before they're actually put on a ship before they go anywhere. Now, our time on the water is about five weeks to get from where I order from to where I, I need to unload. And it's, it's been absolutely crazy. So I do understand that. But then they had the problem out in California where in Fresno a couple of weeks ago, they had um, torrential downpours and it closed some of the highways because they had um, mudslides. Yeah. Or it just covered the roadway and they couldn't get through. And then up in Canada last week, they had a problem um, unloading because they ended up with um, all kinds of bad weather. And again, they couldn't unload the ship. So the ships are sitting out in the water and they can't unload. So uh, and, 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 saw, and they were already one to two weeks behind as is. Right. And because yeah, everything's running at least two to three weeks behind. And it's not so much that they don't have it. Sometimes it's getting it from the factory to where it needs to be distributed. Like you've got yeah. ships sitting out in California and up in Canada. And it was the second largest port on the western seaboard um, in Canada that was basically shut down. Mm -hmm. So, and they couldn't come in and wash at Washington State because they also had the rainfall and the mudslides. They had that, that, they had that the Pineapple Express is what they called it because it was going from Hawaii all the way up and. Yeah, all the way up and just created a mass confusion. Yeah, so they go, and I was watching the web weather channel when they were discussing this because i'm just curious and you know they were saying you know they they you know expect this because that's how they get their weather but all at once just kind of sucked <laughs> and it was like overnight it yeah. wasn't anything that anybody could predict like okay december you get snow we all know this up north yeah. so it, that's a predictable thing but this came in out of the blue and just like slammed and it lasts. And, and it they lasts. have a nor'easter going on right now um, on the East Coast. And anybody from the East Coast, I lived in Maryland for 50 some years. So I know what a nor'easter is. And we used to dread them because I live close to the bay. Um, and they've got a big nor'easter coming in. And they're just saying, like, mm, just prep yourself. Yeah. So that's kind that's of all. That's why they're limiting stuff anyway. <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons they said they were limiting it because they can't get it back in. And uh, like I said, my poor roommate went to go buy eggs and bread today. <laughs> like, that's a big run for us, you know. And she was like, seriously, half the shelves are empty and they're limiting everything. She came back with a dozen eggs and we were excited, you know, because we're going to make deviled eggs tomorrow, which my days. So I was like, oh, you're going to make deviled eggs. Um, so... 
hence the trip to the grocery store because we we had eggs but not enough you know when you make deviled eggs you make a dozen and they go in what 10 minutes sometimes they may last that long in my house they don't last because we both love eggs so we're like you know you pop one you walk past hey, you're eating them like candy <laughs> exactly every time you walk past them or every time you open the refrigerator door you pop up yeah, they're really bad. But um, yeah, she went to buy eggs. And I'm like, you got eggs? She says, yeah, but they were actually eliminated. So I was like, oh, my goodness. So um, you need to, to de-stress because I'm sure if you're planning, I used to own my own catering business. I know what it's like cooking for four or 500 people. And I know if you can't get what you need, you're, you go into that instant panic and stress mode because it's like, well, how am I going to feed these people? I totally get it. Um, make lots of tea with lots of lavender. Now you can use violets. You can use lots of violets and violets. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. And I used to decorate wedding cakes. I used to use violets because if you dip them in a clear glaze and you put them on the flower, you shape them the way you want to. Oh, my God. It looks beautiful on a cake. It looks fabulous. And you can eat them like rose petals you can eat them so it's kind of a cool thing um the one thing that they do say is um ancient greeks warm to induce sleep so there you go for your and trust me if you're stressed this time of year oh my god all you can do is think about sleeping um and they also um fashioned them into a chaplet and placed on the head cures headaches and dizziness uh, and this is the magical qualities I'm just reading. And the leaves worn in a green sachet helps wounds to heal and prevents evil spirits from making the wounds worse. Um, that was back when we believed spirits made wounds worse. So I guess this is a, a supplement to that, but that's pretty cool. Um, so violet is one of those flowers um, next spring that you might want to harvest and just, you know, dry it out and keep it around because it, it looks like it has a lot of good value. Um, and gosh knows this time of the year, I lay in, I start laying in my herbs for this time of year, July and August. Um, that's when I go get my lavender, uh, the violets, uh, mugwort, um, a lot of different things I, I will keep in my cabinet because yeah, this is a stressful time of year and I cannot believe I have no idea what next year is going to bring. We still have COVID. I think COVID's going to be here for a while. Yeah. You know, now they're coming out with a pill for it. Um, for those, I cannot get the shot. I have anaphylaxis. And um, it's really cool when you, you know, the doctor gives you a flu shot and you go into anaphylactic shock. They have no sense of humor after that. They will not give you a shot afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I unfortunately am allergic to something in a flu shot, so they will not give me the COVID shot. So now that they're talking about a pill, hopefully it comes on the market, uh, I will be first in line to get that. But with a lot of the stress this time of year, you really do need to start looking seriously at ways of calming the house down. Even if you have to go to the florist and just get a, a whole thing of lavender and you know, order lavender from a florist, bring it in your house and have it sit in the middle of your table. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a beautiful table decoration, is it not? Yes. And beautiful. just having the lavender in the room is going to calm things down a little bit. 
Um, and I, I really stress that this time of year because normally the holidays are crazy anyway. But let's add COVID to it. Let's add the shortages to it. Let's add all the airlines are shutting down flights and things are happening along that line. Because so, the shortage on fuel. Exactly. Oh my gosh, the fuel prices. Dude, I almost fell over the other day when I I drove from here to Jacksonville, which is about three and a half, four hours. It's mm -hmm. a tank of gas, basically. Um, and normally, um, the prices are, are very much competitive between here and Jacksonville. It was actually cheaper in Jacksonville for me to fill up and come home. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was about 10 cents a gallon cheaper. I mean, um, usually Illinois uh, price of gas is usually higher because, you know, they love to tax tax it a lot. I mean, that's one of the... What are you guys paying for up there? Just curious. Uh, okay, the last time I got fuel, it was 343. Ooh, I'm at 334. I should not complain, I guess. I was just amazed that it was that high because I'm coastal. Yeah. So it's, I get it from the tankers. It's not like I don't. And that's what surprised me that it was, um, it was running so high because in the middle of the state, as I'm driving across the state, I noticed it was uh, 319. But I had a full tank, so it's like, why are you going to fill up now, Pam? You know, halfway across the state, I only have, you know, a quarter of a tank on. Like, really? But I did notice that um, it was cheaper mid-state. I'm not sure why. All right. But, um, mm -hmm. Right now, i looking at my gas buddy to find the cheapest oh. gas. Yes. <laughs> we it's, love gas buddy. I can get it for 327 That is outrageous. But the uh, most expensive is three thirty nine. It ranged from three twenty seven to three thirty nine. Wow. And you're in Illinois, so you have to have yours. It comes in through the Great Lakes and then comes down. Yeah. It's it's trucked down from the Great Lakes. Yes. Okay. I, I'm used to being in port towns. I was in Baltimore, and you know we had the Chesapeake Bay, so we, you know, yeah. we had the. We had the great big refinery sitting right there in um, Pasadena, Glen Burnie area. And then here, um, I'm right on the, the Gulf. And Jacksonville, of course, is on the Atlantic Ocean. So they have the big refineries too. But we're, our gas prices are sitting at like 330, 334, 59, and three, I saw 340 the other night. Yeah. Well, like um, just in my little town that just the i mean we one place said 329 the other one's 334 so that's a, i mean if you do traveling you do any kind of traveling that's that can really change well, your idea i mean it's already cutting in your in your budget as is where you could fill up before you know plan for it now it's cutting into your grocery budget you know and yeah it's it's starting to get <laughs> And I know people plan to, you put money back to go Thanksgiving. I mean, everybody does that, you know, because you know you're going to buy food. If you have, if you're the host, you buy all the food to, to have. Um, but 
if you have to incorporate the gas prices in your travel, I'm wondering sometimes if it's not going to be cheaper to fly. Mm -hmm. Well, if I had to come out to you, I would definitely fly because it would be so much cheaper. But am I going to be able to fly? Yeah, that, that's the other thing. I mean, with them canceling because of gas issues themselves. Well, I saw where they canceled 500 flights. Uh, I think it was, and I don't know which airline it was, but I saw an airline canceled that many flights because they didn't have a choice. They didn't have enough people to actually work the flight. Right. You have to have so many stewardesses or whatever they call them now, stewards. And you have to have, obviously, a pilot and a co-pilot. It usually helps things a little bit. Um and they're saying they don't have enough personnel because they have to rest. Uh, literally, you cannot do a 24-hour no. shift. So you have to have that time break. But they're saying that they don't have enough crews. And then people are getting really not so um, nice on uh, the flight. American and Southwest. Hmm. Are they canceling? Yeah. Uh, that, uh... I was looking up to see which airlines were that were doing it, but yeah. Yeah, I, because they don't have enough people. They literally don't have the staff because either the staff is sick or they've done the number of hours that they can do safely. Yeah. To do I, what they do. They, just like truck drivers, they have you know only so many hours you can do. Well, train op, uh, train operators, the they they have the restrictions as well. Right. I, I get the restrictions. I truly do. I mean, yeah. I don't want somebody who's driving a truck who's driven oh, well. 20 hours trying to, to navigate a road. It's, not, we safe. All know you it's, it's not safe. You're, I mean, even after, even after, you know, doing a 12 hour, I mean, truck drivers and train operators, it's 11 hour day. You can, you can literally drive for 11 hours. Hmm. God bless you, them. I would say, you know, right around the 10 hour mark, if you're constantly driving that the road starts to get a little blurry, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're I, doing the I've done those long treks myself just to go from Florida to Maryland is a 19 hour drive and I've okay. driven it straight through. Am I safe? Probably not. Okay. But I mean, I'm in a, a little car, but I'm talking about a truck driver who does this just yeah. like your wife. I mean, she can only work so many hours doing that. And she yeah. has to take you, a break. You can have a 14 hour day, but it's 11 hours of drive time. I mean, you have to, when you're unloading and things like that. I mean, a lot of times uh, if they're unloading, they'll crawl in the back of the bunk. If you have a sleeper and, you know, lay down, chill out, relax, right. take a nap. Because the unloading time can take a while sometimes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen them stacked up where, you know, they bring them down. But I'm just saying, when you're looking at an industry, yeah. uh, anybody who has to, to take people like truck drivers are on the road. I mean, and let's face it, they're our main line. Yes, they are. We figured that out during the pandemic, who we need and who we don't need. Yeah, we need our truck drivers. I'm sorry. We absolutely have to have them. We absolutely have I mean, to have. They, they even lifted some of the, not the driving restrictions, but they opened up some of the restrictions when they were 
they could count they could put their birth time when they're sitting in a dock for four or five hours that wasn't going against their drive time i mean they they could count it towards their sleep birth or whatever because you know but but you, you have to imagine i'm i'm not joking when you're driving for any distance you get in that zone and then you've got to you like get that you get that tunnel vision yeah, you, you get tunnel vision. You're what's, focused. What's it and, called? White line fever or something? Yeah, you, you get that tunnel vision, and when you're supposed to... for a truck driver, it's not usually the roads; it's the dangerous. It's the people driving on the road too. <laughs> because I love driving in some of the bigger cities because you have this. You're 80 feet long, sometimes 80,000 pounds, or you know, roughly. And you give your distance that safe distance because you know you're got to you know stop. One of those cars trying to save you know an inch will cur come over, and you know that space is for their safety, not yours. You know because yeah, I I you know for years and years and years I know a lot of truck drivers growing up, and I was always in awe of the fact that they, you know, went all over the country and, you know, I just thought it was a cool thing. But when they start telling you about some of the, the crazy people who cut them off, I'm like, you got how many tons behind you and you're not stopping on a dime? No, because, you know, those... you can't even stop a smart car on a dime. Let me tell you, I had one. It does not stop on a dime. It needs but, a stopping space. So, you know, you now you have, you know, not just you. I mean, you've got all the freight weight pushing you. All right. So as much as you lean on your brakes. Yeah. That means you won't stop. Mm -mm. I grew up um, between Baltimore and West Virginia, and we have the, the runoffs in the mountains because the brakes get too hot and they don't stop. So they have to use a runoff yeah. to slow them down. Um, I remember the first time I took my husband back to West Virginia, he's like, what's that? And I'm like, mm, if you see a truck behind you and he's flashing his lights, you get out of the way and let him take that. He's like, why? I said, because he can't stop. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean he can't stop? He, he, he cannot. He, he burned his brakes. He burned his brakes. And he needs burning to run up brake, and the Burning your brakes means the disc have slicked and there is no stopping. There's nothing to, there's no friction to stop that truck. And he is going up, and, and they're put on the side of a mountain to go up, and they're full of gravel, so it slows them down. But I've seen truckers on. And that's uh, okay. And if you and if a trucker has to take that, that's an expensive. That's expensive. Oh really? That's expensive. Hmm. I never thought about that, and I was always concerned about. I used to travel that road, so it was. Um, I-70 and 64, yeah. or 68 going through now. But I used to do 70 a lot, and you would see the truckers, and a lot of times they'd flash their lights, so I'd just get out of their way, because look, yeah. it, my friend always told me, he was a trucker, and he always told me very politely, it's called the law of tonnage. He who has the most tonnage wins. Mm -hmm. So if you think your little car can face that big truck, go for it, sister, but I'm going to tell you, the law of tonnage is going to win. And I was always very aware of that because I did that travel all the time between Baltimore and West Virginia. And you see the big truckers come in and you have the runoff ramps. And, you know, if the guy flashes his lights, hey, I'm the first one out of his way. Because 
I like uh, my car uh, the way okay, it is. You know, they, they complain about engine brakes and jake brakes. That's very useful when doing it, the, the, those wonderful hills. That's when the engine itself brakes itself and not you're not using your brakes. The engine itself is... I had the... I was fortunate. I had a truck going and he evidently lost his brakes going down 70 and he's flashing his lights in front of me and I just it was like 2 o'clock in the morning right. and I, my grandfather was ill and I had to go back and visit him so I, of course I go across the lane and I see him run up on the, the runoff and it was like I must have aged about 50 years in that 30 seconds because mm -hmm. that could have been me instead of the runoff mm -hmm. but he was nice enough to flash me and let me know get out of my way yeah. And I was smart enough because my father had shown me how to, you know, if a trucker flashes his lights, you move. Don't care. Just move. Do not ask questions. Move. And that's what I did. And fortunately, we made it back to West Virginia alive. But yeah, that's kind of scary. But those guys are our lifeline. Let's face it. Yeah. Who else yeah. can get this stuff? Yeah. I mean, trains. Planes and uh, truckers. It's how we get our stuff. Now, when you see FedEx airplanes, like I'm right up from Tampa. Yeah. We see the planes go over all the time with, you know, the FedEx and all that. So, you know, stuff's being brought in. But the guys that get it to your front door are the truckers. Yep. So, and we found out, and I love it. We found out who really were our heroes during this COVID pandemic. Servers, bless you, Anybody that works retail, no. huh? Servers, retail. They're our heroes. Yes, nurses. We found out really quick. The guy in the office upstairs could not function without his coffee. Which, oh yeah, the retail guy down the street makes. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, and for years, I worked as a server. You know, I did that and <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, oh, it's a low class job. It's, it's no. a no go word. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, but during the pandemic, we found out, hmm, servers, retail, truck drivers, cab drivers, anybody that did any kind of delivery work whatsoever were like our heroes. You couldn't leave your house because of COVID, but who delivered your groceries to your front door? Mm -hmm. A local truck driver did. Oh, but who delivered it to the store so that you can get it? Yeah. A truck driver did. So hats off to you guys. I mean, it, it's been a long, long, hard haul. But again, our shortages are due to, they took over a lot of the trucks to do um, all the personal equipment you know all all the gowns and the masks and all that they actually waylaid a couple trucking lines to deliver that to the hospitals and grab what they call ground zero you know where they needed it so there were supplies that weren't sent so we're still filling it what is it almost over a year later isn't it it's almost two years um it's going to take a lot worse to get caught caught back up i mean production was cut because of covid I mean, for, I mean, when plants are shut down and can't do it. It amazed me the number, like, I'm in St. Pete, 
we weren't sure if we could be open or not when COVID first hit. So it was like, you know, called Tallahassee. This is what we do for our business. Can, are we supposed to be closed or open? Because the, what came out, everybody, this was something new. Nobody knew what the ground rules were. Nobody knew what guidelines were. So you're kind of left hanging. And because I ship food um, all over the world, they were like, oh no, you're not allowed to close. No. Okay, so how do I get my people to work? <laughs> well, I mean, and a lot of them have determined that, you know, working from home, you know, teleconferencing in is, you know. And that was wonderful, except unfortunately, when you work for a small company and you're an accountant, you have to be there because you have to physically right. touch these bills. But they told us we couldn't close. Right. <laughs> you're open whether you want to be or not. So I'm like, I have to get my people in. I have to make sure that we're safe right. in our little circle. And then I have to make sure that what they're doing is safe. So it was really, it was an eye opener. Well, I mean, when that, when that first started and what you do now, has there, do you still do the mask? Do you still wear the mask? Do you uh, do social distancing anymore or? Um, but our company is very small. We have 12 people. Okay. Ours is all logistics. That's in this country. I have I have corporate headquarters all over the world. In this country, I have a small group that does all the work. But we're talking maybe 10 people on an $8 million company. But we were able, because we do a lot of our work through logistics, you know, we see when it's going out, we bill it and that kind of thing. Since we were so small, we were, we had all the setup, we had the, the hand sanitizer when you came in, we had masks if you wanted them, we appropriated. And of course, there were a couple of us in the company like me who can't get the shots or anything. So we're, we're treading, we're walking thin ice. So we were fortunate. Um, we were able to keep everybody employed. In fact, we even hired more people during COVID and we were able to keep everybody on track. We don't use masks because it's the same set of people that come into work every day. I mean, it's, it's the same group. We've been together for you know years now. So it's, it's never been much of a problem, but by the same token, Today, I ended up calling out. I was running a low-grade fever um, from last night. It's sinus infection. Um, I live in Florida. I'm from the north, and God knows everything blooms in Florida year-round. Yeah. Gotta love it. So um, sinus infections are very familiar to the doctors here. You know, you call them up and you say, these are my symptoms. They're like, yeah, it's a sinus infection. So with a low-grade fever, um, we have a company policy now if you've got a fever you're at your bus stays home right no questions which asked is smart. which is smart right because i'm running a hundred fever okay i checked it it was 101 it was 100.4 uh if it goes to 101 i am to go to the emergency room or to an urgent care my doctor's been called we've been in contact and all that but I don't go into work and I kind of isolate just to make sure I don't get anybody sick and nobody gets me any sicker. But these are precautions I wouldn't even thought about two years ago. Hmm. 
I would have got up this morning and I have hundred fever ain't, ain't nothing. I'll, I'll go into work. No big deal. You know, I swallowed two ibuprofen and my butt would be into work. Um, my doctor advised because of the COVID thing, do not take any fever reducer. Let's keep an eye on what your fever is actually doing to your body. And if you go to 101, you are to call me immediately. So since last night and that we're taping in the evening, you know, um, I have basically been on bed rest and lots of fluids, no painkillers, no fever reducers. He wants an accurate description of my fever. So that's been, that was a new thing to me because my first, my first thought is I'll pop two ibuprofen and I'll go into work. And I went, that's not really a good idea, is it? Because that's going to mask my fever, which we know it does. It'll drop my fever. Um, I have an infection and it's sinus. And if you, if you look really close, you can see I'm all puppy up here. It's sinus. I know what it is. I, I called my doctor. I talked to him. I said, I'm breathing. I'm fine. It's more than likely a sinus infection because we had a couple really hot days yesterday. It was in the sixties here, which in Florida is unheard of. So, um, so that's why you went with violet, isn't it? Exactly. I went with violet because it's a good antibiotic, quote unquote, and it's really good for everything else. So yeah, I'm sucking. Like I had been on echinacea tea this morning. I've done a hot toddy twice today to to break this fever. It's not breaking. It's going to be in for at least seventy two hours, I'm sure. But it's it's not contagious. I did not know that yesterday. I wouldn't have known until I. I it's you know it runs. It's in your doctor. I mean it. Did they do they did a quick test on you just to make sure it wasn't COVID or? Um, he told me I could come in for a quick one if I needed to or to go to a CVS. He would write the prescription, but I told him, I know it's not because I'm breathing. I have asthma, and if my asthma is compromised, trust me, my butt's going to be in there. But it's a one hundred point whatever fever. It's it's just I'm cranky. Okay, more than normal. Let's put it that way. You cranky never. No, me never. No, I'm cranky as an old bear, but it's an it's not bear, you mean. here. <laughs> I'm an old bear. It, you can I tell. I'm bear. <laughs> I wish I was. Um, yeah, I, I like. I'm trying to sweat it out, so I've you know done the hot toddies and that stuff. But it's it's just this time of year, you know, sinuses get infected, that kind of thing. So if it, he gave me antibiotics, he told me, you know, he says, I ran up, got my prescription. I've taken, I taught him 72 hours. I took antibiotics. If it, if it's what it is, it's going to be cleared up. And we have an agreement that by Monday, if I'm, if by Sunday, if I'm not a hundred percent Monday, I'm calling him and going in. But this is a, this is not anything. This is my body reacting to, like you know, all the pollens in the air. It's the springtime flu. <laughs> Basically, here in Florida, my body, I've only been here, people laugh, I've only been here like six years. So it takes a while for your body to get used to the pollens and the allergens. And I had hay fever up in Baltimore. You have no idea what hay fever is to you in Florida because this stuff blooms year round. Year round, people, we don't get anything to kill it in the winter time. So our temperature dropped the other day to 65 yesterday. 
you would have thought it was an absolute nightmare. Everybody came in in sweatshirts and hoodies, and I'm in short sleeves. Yeah, so you're in shorts and a t-shirt. And... Exactly. I show up to work, and I'm like, what? You know, because everybody from Florida is running around in sweatshirts and long pants and boots. Boots. I can't even think about boots until it hits, like, at least 20. Let's see. <laughs> No, it, like, it, it, it's 20 and about that much snow on the ground. <laughs> I'm putting your boots on because yeah. they're fur lines and your feet are going to sweat like a mother when you well, go to well, work. Well, well, no, I mean, besides that, I mean, you got to, you know, keep your feet isolated while you're chopping around in the snow. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm walking to work with flip-flops, what, what they call capris and a t-shirt and everybody else is running around in boots and long pants and hoodies and hoods over their heads and vests and all this. And I'm like, okay, people, I get it. It's chilly. <laughs> no, for them it's freezing. It was 65. So when I got my sinus thing, that's what the, my, my doctor's telling me he's a, it's just a sinus. I, I'm like, yeah, I know it's a sinus infection. I live with them in Baltimore. I know exactly what's going on. But again, um, I did the herbal teas and stuff. I'm just watching, you know, the temperature and make sure I don't run a, fe a high fever because then that means it's something else. The low grade is just telling you your antibodies are kicking in and there's it's something. Your, your body's fighting it. That's what it My means. My body is not happy is what yeah. it's telling you. So the antibiotic, I figure 72 hours of an antibiotic, if that doesn't cure it, then I know I got a problem. But I was amazed by just all that's going around. I mean, you know, now I would have never thought twice. I would have taken two ibuprofen, went to bed last night, got up and went to work this morning. Swallowed ibuprofen on. Thank well, you. I mean, I mean if, it, if it's really bad, take some NyQuil and... Mm. <laughs> favorite NyQuil. Yes. yes. I hey. also like Alka-Seltzer Plus. That's good, too. Yes. Uh, if I really could, well, up here, you know, our funky weather that we have up here, I like Mucinex, because if I get a chest cold, it breaks it up. and. Oh, yeah, it really does. It'll tear up that chest cold. But here, I mean, it's like, you know, I would have never thought twice about going to work with this, because it's a sinus infection, but then I'm thinking, oh, shit. Maybe it's not. Maybe I better call the doctor. And I would never, ever call a doctor on this normally. But because of the COVID thing, I was like, I was concerned. Not for me necessarily, but for all everybody I work with. With the COVID, it has, okay, before it was, I can, I can do this. I need to work. Mm -hmm. you, you, weren't, you weren't concerned about other people. Now you're, you have to think about other people. Could I get one? You're absolutely right. I was not concerned about other people before. No. And it started last night and I was feeling uncomfortable. I took my temperature just because, you know, you know, when you have a fever, there's your body reacts a certain way. And you're like, oh God. I took it and I went, Ugh, that's a hundred point one. That's. To me, that's not a fever, but it is. No. I'm like, this is not worth the effort. So I just went to bed, went to sleep. Um, and the temperature dropped here to like, like 50 or something overnight. I slept well. I had my windows open. <laughs> um, I'm from North, so this was great for me. So 
I woke up this morning and I took my temperature again and it was like, ooh, it's morning, like one oh one it's one hundred point six. And I was just gonna get up, take my shower, take I two ibuprofen and headed to work and I'm like, I really can't do that. I need to think about everybody I work with. And just because it's a cold or you know, something stupid does not mean that you go to work anymore because that is compromising your immune system. You give it to somebody else, it compromises their immune system, which leaves us all open to COVID, which or would never. Other, or any other illness. I mean, you know, the flu or whatever right. nasty bug happens to be spinning around at that time. And you don't think about it. At least I didn't. And then it was like, oh, crap. No. So I, if you're sick, you take two Tylenol, you go to work and you suffer through it. I mean, that that's the mindset. We've all done that. Yeah, that's the mindset. I mean, that's always been the mindset. Right, because you only get so many days that you can call in sick. If and this you, if is you November. Any, if, you, if, if you get any. If you get any, right. I'm fortunate I get a few, but it was like, oh, what do I have? What am I going to give to other people? And I, you start to think about who you work with. So I text into work this morning and I'm like, guys, I'm running a low grade fever, but I'm not coming in. And I, I literally, I would never call my doctor and I call my doctor to do that zoom thingy that they do. Now <laughs> do, half do, this, do this, do this. This is what, you know, <laughs> they do this, what we're doing here. Um, for, it's a whole yeah, lot less. I, I just say, you know, it, for women that might be a little awkward, depending on what type of doctor you're going to. Well, yeah, I, I cannot do a, a OBGYN on Zoom. Uh, I guess I could, but I would not be open to that, so to speak. <laughs> and take that any way you want to, guys. Um, but I did call my doctor and he said, well, can you Zoom in? And I'm like, well, let me walk out to my computer because my computer's in my family room here, as you can see. So I had to walk in and, and log in and I'm like. I, I can imagine you Zooming in with your doctor with all the. Oh, he loves this. <laughs> he knows. He's like, ooh, okay. And I, I could see his eyes going everywhere, but he already knew. And he was like, um, what can I do for you? And I'm like, I'm running a fever. It's like 100.6, 100.7. I know it's not COVID because I can breathe. I'm not coughing and no, no nasal drip, but I feel very puffy and my face right here and right here you all know the sinus channels are right here and i'm like my eyes hurt and he's like you probably have a sinus infection i said i put 90 percent on that one and he's like um any other symptoms i'm like no i feel good other than that other than the fever it's making me hurt like a sob oh, yeah. you know i mean with fever you're you're not just you, your your joints hurt Everything, your muscles, your muscles, your joint. You, I, I, like, okay, I, you, you know, growing up, teasing my mother about when she would, you know, oh, the cold is set in my joints. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. I understand that what that what that meaning is now. I honestly, you get that one, huh? I get that now, yeah. Yeah. My grandmother used to say, I can feel the weather in my knee. And I was like, he was some kind of psychic. 
oh, it, it's going to rain. And sure enough, it rained. And, and we thought she was like magical. I know the magic now. Yeah. I have gained that knowledge, unfortunately. <laughs> so I know when it's going to rain. But when I talked to my doctor, he was so funny because he's much younger than me, first of all. He already knows what I am, who I am, because I explained everything to him. And I'm like, dude, I do herbs. You know, I'm a holistic healthcare practitioner. I've got my license. Yeah, you know, I've got all this shit. I know where I'm at. Let me explain to you what my symptoms are. So I, I ran down and he's like, sounds like a sinus infection. Bingo. I said, but I'm afraid to go into work. And he said, I'm going to tell you not to go into work. And I'm like, really? And he's like, I don't care what you have. You have a fever. You're about staying home. And I felt like and, a little and, kid. And doctor, I mean, and even doctors of now have changed, the, you know, before, oh, take some Tylenol, you know, uh, you know, take the rest of the day off, but you're, I'll write it for you're going in the next day. Now they'll what get was the thing? Take two aspirin and call me in, in the, morning. the morning. Yeah. I mean, now it's, Okay, I'm giving you at least three days, you know. Well, uh, fortunately for me, we're off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So he gave me a prescription of antibiotics. And I'm like, I seriously have to go get my antibiotics. So, um, and I, I told him, I said, I have to have a drive through because I am not getting dressed and going into the store, masking up and all that crap. I said, give me a drive through So the drive through the closest CVS is like right around the corner from me. The drive-through is like 15 minutes. So I'm like, I'll take it. Just call it in there. You know, CVS has your name, so it doesn't really matter which one you go to. Well, well, they, have, they, they have everything, including your bra size. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll drive up to that one. He's like, well, can you make it up to that one? I'm like, Dude, I'm not dying. I have a hundred. A fever of one hundred means nothing. You know, I mean, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just tired and I ache. I feel like someone beat me with something. But other than that, I'm fine. Get in the car, drive up, I grab my prescription, um, you know, go through, come back. And I hate antibiotics because they never tell you to take probiotics when you take an antibiotic. Okay, with antibiotics kill bacteria in your system, good and the bad. They, they don't discriminate. They kill both, which is why a lot of times you will have stomach issues, all the stomach issues when you're taking them. Now, let's preface that with having IBS. Uh, you have probiotics on your shelf somewhere, either in your bathroom or in your kitchen. You have a probiotic. I, I, I take them daily. So when he gave me that, I was like, before I left to go to CVS, I ran out to the kitchen and I'm looking through my cabinets making sure I have probiotic. I do. I went and got my antibiotic and I took the first one and I followed it with two probiotics. <laughs> and you'll need to continue taking the probiotic even after you're done with the antibiotic yes, to, rebuild, to rebuild the good bacteria in your system because it has been killed. I mean, that's, that, it's, that's what its job. I mean, that's what antibiotics job is. That's what it uh, does. Another, another thing, if you're on uh, something I've learned from my wife was 
um, if you're on uh, like IV antibiotics, she she was in a car accident, ended up getting an infection in her leg, so they put her on some IV meta IV antibiotics to help kill the infection that was in her leg. Um, about three months afterwards, her blood pressure was kind of doing was wonky, it was going really high. It's from the IV antibiotics. It can actually cause that. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, it, it can cause. Wow, that's something everybody needs to, you know, keep in the back yeah. of their head kind of thing. Uh, the probiotics. Because, well, I mean, and again, I mean, the digestive system affects everything. I mean, it just not just, I mean, it, and because of, because, you know, that stuff killed, you know, basically wiped her out. <laughs> I mean, they, uh, they put, it used uh, to be they never told you about that. And no. you would well, give you antibiotics okay. for everything. Oh, you stubbed your toe here. Have antibiotics. <laughs> yes. And then you end up spending two days in the toilet. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's why. So um, having IBS because of my lupus, I'm very aware of my gut. And I'm like, oh, antibiotics. Really? And he's like, two hours just do 72 hours and if it doesn't kick out the infection then we know that there's a real problem so uh, and they always give you two weeks of antibiotics because it takes that long most of the time to kill an infection yeah and i'm like oh god so i go i get them i take one i take two and by the time you've got two in you your guts your guts wiped out my roommate's like well, just think of tomorrow. You can have all the turkey you can want because you're just going to pass it right out. And I'm like, thank you. Um, <laughs> the light side to that was my roommate was was laughing, you know, because it's we know it's all a sinus infection. I have yeah. no other symptoms. It's all up in, in my head, so to speak. Yeah, it's always in your head. Uh, anyway, It's always in my head, yeah. That's why I have a BS in psychology. It's all in my head. But I can tell you, it is miserable because my head, I feel like it's this big and it's, everything is foggy. Uh, work called me a couple times today and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I got to think about this. Hold on, let me, let, me, let me focus on this pencil. What do you mean? I'm trying to focus. <laughs> I'm trying to focus, guys. My head's like this big. Give me a break. And, and you feel but, disconnected. And you, you, it's not that you feel like you're balloon. You know, you're yeah. just kind of. And it's the weirdest feeling in the world and there's nothing you can do about it. No. So you're just like, we're going to move on from this. No, we're not. No. Uh, and it was funny because my boss was like, you know, there's nothing I can do at this point. I'm not coming in with a fever because I don't, at first I, I was sure it was my sinuses because just the way you feel, you know, your head's killing you. It feels this big, your face is swollen. It's sinus you have a fever so you don't want to go into work because it's very very easy to spread whatever you have i mean we're finding out from covid how easy it is to spread the flu yeah uh, actually flu numbers are down because everybody's masking up because yeah. of the covid thing well, so and, and and they're taking precautions it's right not we're washing our hands or we're watching washing our hands we're i i still social distance I still like keeping the space. I mean, personally. I tend to do that because I can't get the shot. So I'm very vulnerable. 
Well, I mean, I during the I, I never shut down during COVID. I was always working with the public, so Ooh. yeah, re re retail and it's what I did. So we didn't shut down. I I worked through the whole COVID. Hours kind of got cut sometimes, but because you know nobody was coming in, <laughs> but <laughs> but, but. You know, we're still you know. I don't know if I could have done that. Seriously, so, but, I don't think I could have worked in retail. Yeah, like I said, this whole, the whole, but I worked the whole entire, so the chances of me giving it, getting it and giving it, I mean, is, you know, it's up there. I mean, it is. Oh, yeah, you were like in the 90, 90 percentile. So. A vulnerability. I mean, let's put it that way. I still, I, like I said, I still, you know, masked up and kept my distance and even now I mean even now I keep my distance because I don't want the flu I don't want any of the other bugs that are floating around because I can't get the shot um I'm required by Florida law to mask because I'm not fully vaccinated because I can't get the vaccine so I have like 10 or 12 of them in my car. I have the cloth ones. I wash them every week. You know, like every day I have enough to get me through. I have like a dozen. So I get through the week and those get washed and then I wear the other ones till those are clean. But I have to mess because I, I can't get the shot. But it's, it's when you go into the stores, people are like encroaching. And I'm like, I've got my mask on. Like, hello. That tells you that I... For whatever reason, I have a mask on. That means you need to stay back from me. Yeah. Whether it's because I have it or I can catch it or I'm vulnerable, you need to stay back. Yeah. And I had some woman at the post office. I mean, she was right up my butt. And I'm not in the good way. And not in the good and way. And not in a good way. And I know it's cute because it's <laughs> mine. But um, I kept inching forward and I have this. I have about 50 different masks and I've embroidered them. I'm, I'm really bad. I draw on them and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I, I forgot which one I, this I, one I, I, One of my favorites is the, I got one, it's a Joker mask. So I got this huge smile on my face all the time. I've got silly ones where I've embroidered. I do all kinds of crazy stuff because you get tired of wearing the same white mask. Yeah. I, I must have bought about 100 of the, the white mat, the cloth ones and I've been drawn on them, embroidered them, you know, made of my own. And I'm standing in line and she's like, and I just turned around and looked at her and here I have this mask on. I think it had a bat in the corner and a, probably had a, a pentacle in this corner. And I turned around and looked at her and said, there's a reason I'm distancing myself. And it's not a good reason. So I really recommend that you stay six feet behind me. And she just turned and she saw the mask and it had a pentacle here and it had a bat here. And I think I had something stupid. I think it was Thor's hammer here. Oh, Thor's yeah. hammer. I, th I thought maybe you had a wart. <laughs> no, I had a Thor's hammer. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? I'm going to put a wart on one of them. Probably right here where it goes across my nose. Instead of my nose ring, I'll have a big wart. That's a thought, Jason. Let me, let me put that into my next one. <laughs> no, uh, you know, you should do, you know, the, the, the tradition, the, the crone. I think you should do a crone mask with the, you know, well, I ordered my ones from Witch School. I'm waiting for them to come in because I will be wearing those. Trust me. But right. you're standing well, in line. You're covered. Yeah. And she's coming up my butt, and I turn around to her, and I'm like, 
uh, you need to stay six feet away from me. And she looked at me like, I said, I'm not vaccinated, so I don't know if I'm caring or not. <laughs> I kind of said it like that, you know, because like. I might as well. If I see anybody in a store with a mask on, I know they're either protecting themselves or they're protecting others. That's how I look at it. So it's like, you go, guy. You go, girl. I'm right there behind you. But when you have people that are vaccinated or whatever, and they're walking around without a mask, I don't know. Even if they have a cold, I have lupus. I have a compromised immune system. A cold can put me down for two weeks. Yeah. They put you down for three days. I'm down for two weeks. If you're diabetic, yeah, or, or or longer, yeah, it it could actually hospitalize you. I mean, they're, they're, if you're diabetic and you get a cold, you're down longer than most people are because diabetes compromises your immune system. Mm-hmm. So just even the normal crap and and, and, and wound healing and everything. I mean, right. Uh, so, one of my uh, friend of mine, uh, he is diabetic. He never, you know, never, was never a good diabetic, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. It, yep. He lost, he lost part of his foot because yeah. he got, he, he stepped on a nail. Oh. He stepped on a nail, it got in, you know, and it just progressed to where it got gangrene. I mean, I've never heard of in modern science, I mean, I've never heard of somebody getting gangrene. I mean, you know, never in my wildest mind, you know, I've, and he was telling me, yeah, I got gangrene in my... Mm. Really? <laughs> That's something from like the 1800s, the <laughs> Civil War kind yeah. of thing. But because of his body not fighting infections because of di- the diabetes and not healing properly... That's the infection he got. Wow. Yeah, and I don't think people actually understand. Compromised immune system could be from anything. It could be, you already have a cold. Yeah. Your immune system's compromised. Diabetes. You're you're already fighting something, so, you know. And people don't understand that. If your body's already fighting, it's fighting as hard as it can at that point. Yeah. And diabetes is a big one. Uh, I know so many diabetics. Women are inherently predisposed to diabetes because of our genetic makeup. So well, you're gonna, of, if you're a woman, you're going to get diabetes. It just I end. until I you know children can cause a woman to become diabetic like that. Just like I mean, just that easy. Oh yeah, and I didn't realize how common that actually was. That gestational diabetes is yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, they suspected me of that. Fortunately, I didn't have it. No, but, but I mean, it, but I didn't realize how common it was. I, you know, until you know, I speaking to you know, pregnant women and things like. Oh yeah, I had it. I had it. You know, I had um, this one woman I took when I had three kids. First kid, you know, that was fine. Second kid. They they watched her. She dieted, you know. Then third kid, she was taking insulin shots. When I, I was pregnant, um, I had a ten pound baby, and I didn't realize the mortality rate between a ten pound baby and a four pound baby were exactly the same. Yeah, I always thought bigger was healthier, 
and for my last my last seven eight weeks of pregnancy every week i had to go for a gestational diabetes check because they thought i was diabetic i wasn't they checked my son every uh he was born at 10 pounds two ounces and they checked him every day they thought he was diabetic he was not that doesn't mean that they didn't stab him every day and his little heel and i cried every day with him checking but gestational diabetes is a precursor to diabetes mm-hmm. if you get that if you get just a, you have chance uh, i can't remember the percentage but it's really high it's in the, like, it's almost double triple the chance one, yeah that, of yeah, you're going to have in your later life. And women are predisposed to diabetes. You might get it when you're 90, but if you die in your 70s, you never got it because your body hadn't lived that long. But women are predisposed for it. So we're already set up genetically to get it. So if you complicate that with anything else that you have during your lifetime, and let's face it, lifetime is a long time. Um, measles, mumps, chicken pops, anything that you get over your lifetime, if you end up with diabetes as you get older, it complicates it, which I did not understand until I've gotten older and my doctor checks my sugar. And fortunately, I have low blood sugar, but that doesn't mean at any point in time so, my pancreas is going to stop working. Right. Just because you, but being you have low blood sugar. That also means you're actually technically diabetic. You're just on the lower end. Yes. And that means my pancreas is working overtime. That means right. my pancreas at any point in con- time can say, oh, I'm done. Yeah. You're, you're done. And I go into diabetes. Yeah. So I go from struggling to meet 70 to struggling to come down to 70. All right. Well, we done it already? Yes, we're done already. The fabulous show and i really appreciated you joining in we learned lots of good things in the show um just to take we'll away that's our topic this is what happens when jason and i get together for 20 years we've gotten together have we ever hit our topic no so it's par for the course um jason and i can talk for years about anything um it's just because we have that kind of special thing. But what I do want to say, take away from the show is look at your own health. Take a good look at it. Stress this time of year is unsurmountable. I'm just going to tell you because of everything that's going on and with everything that's happening um, worldwide, um, supply chain issues, getting what you need, um, your family coming and All I can say is if your family comes to visit and we know Thanksgiving is a big family time, um, maybe swallow a few little pride and just kind of make it work. Um, Because it's almost been been two years since, I mean, you probably saw any of them in the flesh. I mean, and you know, those old monopoly grudges will come up and... (laughs) All I can say is you, you, that that one time that Uncle Phil, you know, was wrong on trouble pursuit, you know, you know, trouble pursuit issues. You know, that he swears that card was wrong. <laughs> All I can say to everybody is seriously, 
you are born of a bloodline. That is not nature. You don't have a choice in that matter of who your parents are. You don't have a choice in that. Trust me, you do not. You can pick your family. You can pick your tribe. Your family mostly is blood related. You got to deal with them. They're blood. Your tribe, you get to pick. All I can say is everybody out there, just remember, this has been, the last two years have been absolute hell. And I'll say that out loud. It's been absolute hell. We've gone through things we never thought we would go through as a country, as a family, or as even a little town. Towns have been shut down due to what's been going on. And I, time, I also be thankful for the ones that are there. Be thankful for the ones that are not there. Be thankful for what you have. No matter how little it is, you may have more than somebody else. And just be thankful. Love your family. As quirky as saying it nicely, my family is totally off the chart. Okay, I will say normal every one. family is dysfunctional. There is not a normal family. Every family is dysfunctional. Every one of them. And God knows I'm the normal one. Can you imagine my other 25 first cousins? Just saying. I love you all, but just saying. Um, just live in the moment. Tell people you love them. We've learned through the last two years, you may not get that chance again. Maybe you can't meet with your family. My family, my kids are scattered everywhere. So for me, nobody's coming home. So this is, my Thanksgiving is with me and my roommate. But I'm just saying out there, make your Thanksgiving what you want it to be and what you need it to be, not necessarily what you think it should be. Family comes in, appreciate them for every second you have with them. You have no idea what tomorrow will bring. We've learned that through COVID. We've learned that through the last two years. Cherish every second with your family cherish every second with your tribe my tribe is in jacksonville i do a shout out to um, my jacksonville tribe because they're the ones who keep me running every week trust me my jacksonville tribe hears from me on a daily basis my family may not but my tribe does so shout out to your family shout out to your tribe if you get to see them in the flesh Hold them for that extra second. Jason and I can affirm to that. That Jason and I meet, it's a five minute hug. <laughs> it is. We admit yeah. it. Yeah. But we only meet what every five or six years. If, <laughs> if not longer. I think the Very last time we, I would say the last, okay, the last time we actually in the it's what, six years? Six years? When Lady Stephanie got her installation. What's Six, this? seven years. Yeah, it's been a while. So. so, I mean, 20 years of friendship, we only meet, what, three or four times, five times? Yeah. You guys take this time to say thank you. I love you. Say I love you. Just say it. Don't be afraid. Say I love you because you don't know the next time you're going to say it is to a casket or to the person. And I truly, truly mean that because or an urn for some of us, it's an urn. <laughs> yes, an urn. Um, it's it's tough. I mean, you have to really decide. Um, and this time of year, Thanksgiving is a family time of year. Uh, I've talked to all my kids; they're all good. 
Uh, I talked to a zillion of my cousins. They're all good. I talked to my friends. Um, last week was our Friendsgiving in Jacksonville. So I did Friendsgiving. I wasn't going to go. And I thought, you know what? I don't know if I'll see these people next year. Right. So I went and, oh my God, it was totally awesome. We, I ate way too much, drank way too much, and we partied way too much. But it was wonderful. And you slept too hard. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't sleep till I gave, I came home. <laughs> it's a four hour freaking drive. But all I'm saying to you guys out there now is it's extremely important. This is a family time of year. Appreciate what you have. And your tribe is your tribe. Your tribe is what gets you through your days. I mean, I can call Jason and I have at what time, oh my God, it's late to say I'm having a bad day. And he, text back what do you you always text back something so witty and so caring it makes me cry i'm kidding <laughs> you're so bad you always text back something and it makes me tear up and i'm yeah. like oh my god he loves me and i text back something equally you know cryful. <laughs> but it's it's that kind of thing your tribe is your tribe, well, I mean, your it's tribe simple, is a, a simple good morning can mean a lot to somebody oh my god yours this morning was like <laughs> i was so sick and jason didn't know i was sick of no I, 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 you know i had no idea you had no idea and he said how's your morning and i was like oh my god I'm so sick. <laughs> you know and jason's the kind that says sending reiki <laughs> and i told him literally whatever your reiki was because i was not going to do the show tonight whatever reiki he sent me got me through tonight so Jason, all the way, what? You're what, at least 2,000 miles away from me? Roughly. Roughly. Um, I He texted me. I'm like, I'm home with a fever. I'm sick. I'm miserable. And he texts, okay, Reiki being sent. It was like, holy shit. I'm getting all this good stuff. And I'm actually able to do the show tonight because of Jason. Kudos. But, but okay, okay. You're the fair, only one that knew I was sick tonight. Right. Fair warning, though. I mean, what, right before the show, I'm I'm relaxing with the wife, and I nod off. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Are you coming? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I texted him. Are you coming tonight? It's like eight o'clock. Where are you? <laughs> time difference, time zones. And I thought, oh, maybe yes, at eight o'clock. His time, not my time. And then finally, he texts back and said, oh, "I just woke up with this." <laughs> but the fact that I was sick and I texted him and he said, "Becky, on your way." That's tribe right there. All hands down. That's tribe. And your tribe is what gets you through. Your family. Sometimes you wish you could divorce. Sometimes, sometimes your family is your tribe. I mean, my family i'm the only one here in florida my right. family is my tribe yeah so even though you're up there you're still my tribe i'm still loving you i'm still telling you to get your butt down here so i can see you in physical <laughs> yeah. presence you're coming down next year i don't care if i have to go up and kidnap you but the fact that you have people who care about you and i'm going to do a shout out to the people who have neighbors who maybe they don't see that often, older neighbors. 
I have an older neighbor who lives next to me. He's much older than me. Go figure that out. Um, my roommate, it, right? He's almost freaking dead. He's like in his 70s or 90s. Um, my neighbor and I, he's Wait, are you, are, Aren't you, you know, in your 90s? No, kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I will kill you when you come down. No. Trust me, honey. I will get you when you come down. Oh, you're too my neighbor, you're little dog, too. <laughs> Yeah, you and your little dog too. I have a lot of neighbors. I live in an older neighborhood. So my neighbor next door, he's very active. He does things. But that does not mean that I'm not going to check on him. Right. My neighbor across the street, Miss Suzanne, I love her to death. She's in her 80s now. So I check on her daily. I make sure she comes out. If I don't see her, her sister lives two doors down. I go to her sister's house and say, I didn't see you come out of Suzanne's. Is she okay? And Molly will tell me, yeah, she's good. Or, it's, or oh, I haven't I haven't talked to her today. And then you both go over and knock on her door. <laughs> and we both go over. You know, we had, uh, for Halloween, my one neighbor down the street did a big Halloween party. And he invited all of us. So I'm sitting here getting thinking about going, I'm not sure I'm going, you know, it's that kind of thing. Cause I'm, a, I'm the witch in the, the neighborhood. So, you know, sometimes you feel a little uncomfortable with those things. My neighbor, Suzanne, come across the street. She banged on my door and said, you're going? I'm like, yep, let me grab what I need to go. Let me grab one of my hats. <laughs> Actually, let's grab a bottle of wine. Cause we had to, <laughs> and so we walk down the street. She says, wait a minute, we got to get Molly. We stop at Molly's door. We bang on Molly's door and we pull Molly out. And then we go around to the to the um, gathering, and it was like, this is what community is. We're all checking on each other. I'm in a uh, retirement. I'm older. It's not a retirement community. There's a lot of young families in here. It's a mixed community. But it's like, you know your older neighbors. And it's like, yeah, I check on her. If I don't see her lights come on every day or I don't see her out, I will go over and knock on her door. Molly's down the street. If I don't see Molly, Molly and Susan are sisters. So if I don't see Molly coming out of Susan's house, my butt's going down to Molly's house to check on her. So I'm just saying out there, if you've got older neighbors in the neighborhood, it's not so much they can't fend for themselves, but let me tell you, that little knock on the door to see if you're okay, it can mean the world of difference to somebody out there. So if you have an older neighbor, even if you're over a piece of pumpkin pie with piles of whipped cream, I, you know, you have to like- Okay, okay, okay. Whipped cream or Cruel Whip? Ready Whip. Okay. I can't do Cool Whip, it's not real. I'm a cool whip fan, so I'm ready whip. But it's nothing for me. If I don't see Scott out every day, I ask my roommate, Have you seen Scott? No, I haven't seen him. So we'll literally go next door or I'll check to make sure he comes out. Just check on your neighbors. There is nothing wrong with you know, we we all talk about healing the earth. Well, let's heal some of the people. If you live in a neighborhood like I do, where most of the most of my residents are 70 or older in my neighborhood. Now, there's some youngers, but most of them are older. Um, and by you younger, go, she means in their 50s. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my roommate. She's in her 50s. She's a young girl on the block. But no, it's nothing to just look outside and check to make sure everybody's okay. Um, taking your neighbor a plate of food, 
Scott, I know, is by himself. So, yes, I will make a plate of food for him to take over. He's in his 70s. He's all by himself. He comes over and cuts my bushes every week because he has nothing to do. So while he's over doing his little topiary thing, <laughs> tomorrow I will make sure that man has a, a full so plate. So is that why you have a giraffe on your front lawn? No, oh, I have some strange things in my backyard, but you know, hey, <laughs> it's a good thing, I think. But just check on your neighbors, check on your loved ones. I mean, everybody Thanksgiving is family, so you're gonna text everybody if they're not there. Uh, all my kids have heard from me, not that they want to, but they did anyway. Um, so they all know. That's mom calling. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I can repeat my son's uh, verbatim. Um, my daughter, I've already aggravated twice this week. It's like, really, mom? See, the, 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 the family is, you know, sharing the recipes right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, I was saying, that was so funny because my roommate and I are discussing she's from South Carolina I'm from Maryland we're uh, West Virginia Maryland area and we're discussing what we're going to fix tomorrow and I'm like I'm not doing oyster stuffing I refuse because I've been it for so many years she's like ew what is that good we don't have to worry about it <laughs> okay and then we're doing the and, and as you said, the difference between the, the fresh oysters and oysters from a can. Oh, excuse yeah. me. I lived in Maryland for too many years. You do not take them from a can. They are fresh. You shop no, them. But I mean, ah. okay. Okay. Yes. How easy would it be for you to get fresh oysters where you're at? Very easy because I'm on the bay. Okay. So you could, actually, you could actually make the good one and not the... Because it's not that easy for me to get fresh oysters where I'm at. Oh, God, you have to ship them in. Yeah, we would have to ship them in so they would be frozen and no. Oh, yeah, no, um, I lived in Maryland where I got them right there. I lived in Baltimore on an estuary, so I literally got got them in the shell, and I would have to shuck them to make the so, oyster uh, so, dressing. So your pearl necklace you actually got from, no, I'm kidding. Yes, <laughs> I, I earned that thing. Um, and then when I moved down here, um, I haven't made oyster dressing down here, but oysters are, you can buy the hard oysters. I can pop. I know how to shock them. So my roommate's like, you put what in stuffing? I'm like the snot from the oyster. She's like, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, good. Cause we're going to have, but in Maryland, I, 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 I have to admit I like my sage dressing I'm, that's my I like life. sage dressing but in Maryland my um, late husband's family liked the oyster dressing and his sister who lived in Cambridge on the Eastern Shore would bring me fresh oysters I mean she literally would ice them down and bring them to me and say for the dressing and I'm like oh, hey, and you're doing one of these <laughs> so I don't know if you know what chucking involves, but it's not a sport for the um, faint-hearted because no. you have to drive it in there and flip it, and if you miss, you end up. Oh, uh, so you, you I, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, I've done oysters and I've done yeah clams. 
So I grew up in Maryland. Uh, so uh, uh, around here, it's mussels. Oh, I love mussels. If you steam them and then put them in a vinegar, a balsamic vinegar, they're so good. Um, but, but similar beast of bird. Here, yeah, <laughs> you're doing the, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know the oysters, but I do know the mussels. So um, I did bull and oyster roast in Maryland. They're a big thing. So I, when my late husband's sister used to bring the oysters in for me, I knew that it was time for me to do the dressing because I was the only one that knew how to shuck an oyster. So I'd be sitting there shucking. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be teaching somebody after a while. Dude, I tried. Nobody wanted to know how to <laughs> Well, I would probably, you know, it's one of those, you know, setting boundaries. If you want the oyster, you're going to help. <laughs> yes. Well, they help by bringing them, and well, I didn't have to pay for them. At this time of year, do you know what they cost? Oh, my God. It was like, his sister used to bring this big thing into me. It was all iced, and the oysters were in there, because if you ice them, they slow down. Yeah. I'd be sitting there. Oh my God! It's hibernation. Hibernation. I mean, that's yeah. Well, they hibernate and then they're easier to shuck. So I'd be sitting there shucking all these oysters. So I get enough for my dressing, and the rest of them got turned into oysters Rockefeller. Oyster Rockefeller. Um, it's almost like clams Rockefeller. Um, okay. it's a little bit of bacon, a little bit of butter. Some people put a little egg on them. It depends on your. Is that what? Uh, you take the shell, kind of like a half shell type stuff. Okay, okay. I I, I have had it. I don't remember what we. And called. then of course we also had so many that were raw on the half shell, and I would make the horseradish because the eastern shore of Maryland, that's where they grind the horseradish. So in the state of Maryland, you had super fresh horseradish to make the sauce to go on the oysters if you were eating them on a half shell. So. Yeah, we had a, um, it, it was fun at, at our house at Thanksgiving because I either had turkey, ham, and if anybody bought a goose or a duck, that also went on because um, that was the time of year on the Eastern Shore when it's duck hunting season and goose hunting season. So if anybody shot anything, they would bring it up with them. So I got the privilege of gutting, cleaning, and <laughs> Picking. Yes, picking. Yes, picking. Um, the goose or the duck that also went with the rest of the dinner. So we we would have a turkey, a ham, and goose or duck, uh, oyster dressing, regular dressing. Um, so you, you, you could literally had a turducken if you really wanted one. Uh, basically, if I wanted to do that, but there's no way in hell I was going to do that. <laughs> That's disgusting. But we had. I know. We had them cooked separately, and they were all out on the table. I was cooking. He had two brothers and two sisters with encompassing families. So I was cooking for about 30 people, which is small if you're a caterer, because I catered. You know, I've had affairs up to 1,200, but you're encompassing all that food, and you're putting it on the table. And it's whatever anybody brought, they brought to the kitchen. They said, here. And I was like, okay, now i got to figure out how to cook this. Um, fortunately, I grew up in West Virginia, so I can cook almost anything that's dead in Roadkill. But it was trying to get everything put on the table and served everybody. All right. But well, it was good. 
So I hope you have a good turkey day. What are you having on your recipe, on your uh, menu this year? Turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce fr from cram fresh cranberries. We're, we're not doing the... Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, and then several desserts. Pumpkin pie with Cool Whip and Ready Whip at the because it's the the big debate in our household who likes which. Um, pumpkin or I sweet know, potatoes pumpkin. or yams. Both. Both. I was asked the other day, "What's the difference between a sweet potato and a yam?" I'm like, a world of difference. So, We're doing um, yams this year. So anyway, all right, we need to go. All right, we need to go. That's This is our, oh my gosh, we're getting close to the end of the year. This is our last November. Um, we hope that you tune in for us for December because we're going to be talking about all things that are Yule, Christmas, Saturnalia, which is my favorite. I'm still trying to convince my boss I need a week off in December to do drinking and debauchery. I just have to know how to fill that out for human resources. Jason, oh, I human resources. Say yeah, for human resources. How do I fill out Saturnalia, which is a week-long drinking and debauchery thing that we Romans do. But um, we're going into November now. Oh, my gosh, we're coming up on to another year. We thank you for your patronage and loving us. Um, check out all of our stuff everywhere and check out our Facebook page. This week's word. Um, this week's word. We're going to use the word COVID. There you go. COVID. So if you're going to go into our Facebook page or our YouTube, you're going to have to type in the word COVID, C-O-V-I-D. And yes, you could end up with the next piece of merchandise sent to your home. If you key that in, let us know. So we're so excited. So we'll see you on the next one. Next week, we start our venture into December. And the last month of the year, we're going to have some really cool, interesting articles to talk about that. So make sure you tune in to us every Sunday at 3 p.m. We'll see you then. Thanks and blessed be. Thank you.